What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. You keep on going. I'm just going to let you. You asshole. I was looking at you. I was losing breath for a second there. Yeah, because I was hoping. Gonna... That I was. I wanted you to be like, <clears throat> just yeah. a little exhale of air. Like, How you been, man? Uh, tired, extremely tired. But uh, now all the uh, the fun stuff has passed, so now I can catch up on some sleep. I feel like I've been. I just you know, there's just a lot of family yeah. in town. It was a very busy weekend for both of us. We mm-hmm. had family in town, Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving. Yeah, uh, I had my on Sunday. I had a dad date with one of my close friends. So we usually pick up. We usually meet up at the last. Last weekend of every month, just to hang out, and just touch base because I don't see him throughout the whole week or throughout the whole month. Who's this? Neil. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. And we had yeah. So every uh for the past I want to say three months almost mm-hmm. three months, we met up once. I mean I think twice maybe. This is the third time possibly. Second time? Oh, second time. So yeah, so second time. So we started three months ago, but we missed one month because it was busy. So we ended up. Catching up this Sunday, and we went to Izzy Bond. His first time for him popped his cherry, so that's always exciting. Don't ever use that term. Yes, always, <laughs> always. But it was fun. And then we had your your our nieces sweet sixteen, mm-hmm. which was fun for most people except for me towards the whole so towards the end of it because I was dying towards the end. Whatever, bro. I, towards like the, five uh, minutes into it. You look uncomfortable <laughs> as heck. You so, look, so let's set this scene. So, you look like somebody who wrapped his head in an electric, electric heated blanket, <laughs> and just let, just kept it wearing the whole time, just like with a neck brace. Ne- ne- oh yeah, with the neck. Because you could not turn, you could not turn to look at anybody. You had no, to like it was a full, full shoulder. Yeah, full cowl. Batman could look better than you could in that thing. Yeah, of course, because it's Batman. Whatever. <laughs> So just to set the scene, so our niece, the Sweet Sixteen, was uh, we had it on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and it was masquerade. And me being me, I'm like, oh, let me just take it up a little, uh, uh, like take it like a notch above just masquerade. And I ended up getting a Batman cow, uh, the the Michael Keaton Batman cow. The whole it it went up, it went just it, it had the emblem, so it went down from like part of like my chest all the way to like almost mid back, yeah. and the whole cow. And on top of that, I had a suit with the bow tie and a vest on. And man, I thought I was and I thought I was gonna survive. I I I I, I, I trooped it throughout the whole thing. I was like, I was sweating so much. I I, was, I noticed. Did yeah. you did you lose any chin any chin weight there, buddy? Yeah, I lost like five pounds on my chin. Did you lose any chins? You know, like this, <laughs> just trim, <laughs> just that whole trim, the you know, jawline right now. Because <laughs> that thing, but it's funny because no, a step above would have been Day of the Dead design, you know, face mask for masquerade. You went nuclear, <laughs> like you couldn't have gone further up if you walked in with a full. If they had like suit. a full suit, <laughs> that would have been just that one, did. <laughs> one notch above that. That, that would have been the full suit. The funny thing is, I never even got to put on my mask on the whole night. Nobody, everybody, nobody had their mask on. It was a masquerade, and nobody had a masquerade mask on. Only when they walked in, and they immediately took it off. And then that's because they could, unlike yourself. I just chose not. To. I was like Chris. To I like what Chris did. Chris just had it, almost like a visor. Just kept it that 
at that level the whole night. <laughs> he had it on, and he was masquerading. I, I, Angel didn't even have a masquerade mask on. Nobody did. <laughs> but it's cool, so, like, because, you know, you, you're going to have, like, I mean, even though my mom, my sister did a good job, she got, like, laces. Yeah. So that people, you could literally wear that and not really even notice it, but, you know. People that when people wanted to take the pictures, they didn't want to have the masquerade mask on. Yeah. I think at first. Well, after they took the initial pictures, they wanted like their faces in the pictures. Yeah, I know. I didn't care. <laughs> but it was our weekend, and mm-hmm. what's great about this after this weekend because it's Monday today, mm-hmm. we got our tickets for Spider Man No Way Home. Finally, <laughs> it was a fucking struggle. I can't believe you to the, get it. I it know, was. and honestly, the, I'm just like, I don't know. I agreed way too easy because in my head, I'm like, uh, like you went on a, you got it. Uh, what did you get on? Huh? Like you didn't get on a Sunday morning weekend. You got it. Thirty. What was it? Opening day. Opening night. I know. Yeah. So like that, like that is gonna be. That's like, uh, that's like trying to get a, a PlayStation the day it comes out. And we got it. It's yeah, a, that's not, that's the problem. <laughs> I was like. We got it, but now like I'm just just picturing all the people that's gonna like the lines and the people and everything. I'm like, Argh. it's assigned seating, so we're good. It doesn't we're, matter. We could be there five minutes before. Doesn't matter. Five minutes before the movie show. Doesn't starts matter. Well, I like I, I miss going. I like even when I we used to, when we have been to theaters, it just feels like better when it's like you're the only one in there. Oh yeah. So you pick the most the one the one movie everybody would still show up for, at the one time everybody definitely will show up for. Yep, and then I got a Sunday morning too. <laughs> yeah. Why did you get a Sunday morning too? Also, because my wife. I'm taking my wife with me. Be, oh, yeah. so I gotta go during the danger zone. Yeah, I told you you could buy you could buy a ticket for Sunday. So it's funny because it's I, empty too. Well, not even that. Um, so I remember I'm still taking time off here and there, and I got invita- invited by John to go on Friday morning. Oh, cousin John, yeah. You told me. I was like, I'm working. I'm not going. No, because I, when you talked to me, I was like, I figured you already bought the tickets. So I was like, oh, I didn't want to agree to go with him if you already bought the ticket. So, like, when I asked you, that's when I was like, oh, well. Did he buy his ticket? He was going to, yeah, he was buying his ticket. He was trying to see if I wanted to, him to buy my ticket as well. Oh, okay. So, no, that's yeah. fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it you, you figure it out. I already got my tickets for both two days that weekend. <laughs> and you know, those people are already scalping those tickets. Somebody was was posting it for twenty five thousand dollars. What for? Like I think I don't know how many seats. <laughs> they were already scalping, and I think this. And I, I didn't. I don't. When I was reading it, I didn't see what city that was at or where it was at. But I think it was one of those highly populated areas, like New York or California, some parts of California, Boston, here in Orlando. I don't know. I I assumed, but I was going to try last when I started. I started at twelve. Mm-hmm. And I was playing Call of Duty, so I would just check randomly. And I was like, and then our other friend, Jose, uh, he's been on the podcast, if you guys haven't heard. Me and him were talking back and forth about getting it. And he's like, he tried, it kept crashing on him. So I was like, all right, we'll try it in the morning. So I was playing like two in the morning. So I was like, let me just check. Just, just, we did one last check and it got through. So I was like, fuck, hell yeah, let's do it. And it was IMAX. And I, I clicked on the time, it went through. Clicked how many tickets I wanted. It went through that part, and then when it got to the to the seats, it just it just froze. So I was like, "Fuck!" So it timed out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "I got this far. Maybe I could try it again." And then at that point, just my my 
my stubbornness is to be like, I'm going to get it tonight. I don't give a fuck. So I started using the app. I got the app and I was on my laptop. Yeah, but you didn't get, it wasn't an IMAX movie. No, I got, here's the thing. I got the IMAX, got the seats that I wanted. were really decent seats. Put my, my credit card information in and the, and the, and the, and I guess somebody was buying it at the same time and just put the credit card information seconds before mine because the pay, payment didn't go through. So I was like, fuck. So I go back, the seats were taken. So I was like, let me find these other seats, which is a little bit further out. So I was like, all right, those are fine. Same thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Somebody's literally buying tickets right after you. Yeah. So then I and then I was like, let me. So then I jumped from it was a Regal. I jumped to to AMC and Cinemark, and mm-hmm. Cinemark is the one that we ended up with. So, <laughs> man, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just gonna be interesting because it's like I haven't seen this kind of fanfare since Endgame. Yeah, I mean, just in general. I mean, like, like I said, movie theaters have started declining before the pandemic. And then just kind of escalated it. Yeah. And they really even like the biggest, most movies that bring up the biggest draw, people really don't show up like that. And they, this one they are. This one they are. But this one, everybody knew this one they would. Yeah. And even now, that they, on top of that, they also announced with uh, one of the producers of um, uh, Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think her name was Amy Pascal. They're already talking and uh, planning out another trilogy with Tom Holland Spider Man. But I thought so. Uh, going forward, it's not going to be Marvels anymore. It's going to be Sony. They, they're keeping them in the MCU for another trilogy. <laughs> I think so, they. So, you know, I keep on think. I feel like they keep on doing that. Like they keep on announcing the Sony thing, where it's like, like it's almost like uh, uh, um, somebody who's trying to steal from you in a way. Whatever they'll be like, hey, I'm going to charge you an extra twenty dollars. <laughs> and just like wait to see if you complain and if you don't say anything you're like oh, okay then i'm gonna get away with 20 dollars. like <laughs> but if you complain i think that's what it is they they put it out there that people complain and complain and complain like oh no 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 we're joking we're joking it's cool we're just joking like they keep on trying to test the waters to see if people are more accepting of the idea and, it, and they never are yeah i know but <laughs> let's see where they're gonna go with it because i know that they are talking about doing uh raven the hunter Movie, mm-hmm. and but it has um he was the same guy that played Quits- Quicksilver, in the MCU. They have him as uh as a Raven, so if he's in, if they incorporate it into into uh MCU, I don't know people just gonna be like that's stupid, because they're just using the same actor. What was his name? As long as they don't try to... Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Because they keep on trying to, like, make them into anti... Like, every villain that they're introducing, they're making them into anti-heroes. Yeah, they're making their own movie out of it. No, but it's okay to make their own movie, but make them villains. Like, true villains. Yeah, like, with the Joker, the one with uh, this guy. I mean, it was more Loki artsy Phoenix? and psycho- like psychologically, yeah. The, yeah. He wasn't a good guy at the end. He was still who he was. I mean, you understood him, why he did what he does, but... He was still a villain at the he end. He was still the villain at the end. That's what I'm saying. Make him like that. Make him... If you're going to make him into a villain, make him... You know, you can make it where you can understand where they're coming from, but you would not make that same choice. That's yeah. cool, but don't make him into, like, oh, my God, at the end, they're going to still save their kids. Like, no, they won't. <laughs> they're evil. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. So now that, now that we know that we have Morbius coming out, we have mm-hmm. Raven the Hunter... Uh, what was the other one? Venom. They're all they're all Sony projects, and now that they, they announced that they are gonna do three more movies, I don't know how they're gonna balance it between 
MCU's story arc and what the Spider-Verse or the Sony-Verse, what Sony is doing with the Spider-Man arc. Maybe he'll just show up in Sony movies like... um, Batman? No, like, uh, what do you call it? The Hulk? Why why do you keep on interrupting? No, like... I know, I'm trying to fuck you up. Like Nick Fury. (laughs) Like, just like after he literally catches everybody, you see, like... Web like webs coming out of nowhere or webs like on the walls like what's going on and then <sighs> cut he's coming after them yeah but it, it, this could also introduce if they do another trilogy I think this might introduce Miles Morales into it if any if any other character they're gonna use if Sony's really trying to expand their own universe with it and because they could still use Miles Morales in their universe and not Peter Parker I just and, hope and I, still I saw somebody remember we discussed it like the people they were. Considering for Miles Morales, and I'm like, they look older than Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, why? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be true to the age. Because he's, because now Tom Holland's character is, I think he's, this is last year. So he's a senior. So this will be like, what people are saying, or I read it was like the college years, Spider Man, the college years. Yeah. So this, and. This would be good because I think it would, I feel like it's going to establish him as an old, like as more of a young adult than Mm -hmm. a teenager. Because everybody, I feel, sees him as a kid and they'll, like Tony, Tony Stark's, the whole thing with the first one, Homecoming, is that he was kind of being like carried, not carried, like cradled a little bit by Tony's overbearing, Mm -hmm. like, Protective nature, I guess, or the father figure nature, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. So I guess now that after this movie, I think he's going to take more. I guess he's going to have more responsibility. He's going to be a veteran. Yeah. He's going to be a veteran hero. Like, like he's going to look like somebody who Miles Morales would go for for advice. Yeah. And the next trilogy that they would put. So, but there's a lot of theories. I, I read, I was reading one that was saying that. That oh like basically what I was just saying was um their theory was uh after this movie I guess when Doctor Strange goes back and actually does complete the the request of every ever everyone forgetting um Peter Parker Peter Parker so that means nobody remembers him when he was with the Avengers helping out the Avengers nobody remembers him like MJ doesn't remember his best friend doesn't remember him either so now he's all alone. And now he doesn't have anything to do with Tony Stark because a lot of people are saying that the last two movies, they weren't villains of Peter Parker. They're villains. Peter Parker is rogue villains from the comic books, but they're, they weren't their, motiv- their, they motiv- were- their motivations were because of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. not because of Peter. Peter was just, just a catalyst that just so, so you happened think, to me. Do you th- so are you saying that the end of um, No Way Home? No way home is gonna be like not even the Avengers remember him. Yeah, not, nobody's gonna remember him. So now that he's gonna start standing on his own two feet from here on forward, understanding what the causes and effect of his decisions without not having anybody to back him up. So there's a good chance that he's gonna go back to to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange not gonna know who he is. But I think Doctor Strange will be the only one that'll know who he is, because Doctor Strange is, is is doing the the the. Magic, mm-hmm. no, no. I'm just curious. It's like I wonder how, because I mean, obviously, the one person he that would be devastating if he forgot who he was would be Peter, uh, would be um, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's no longer around. No, I know. So that's so then it would be devastating. Well, then he gets Susan happy dating his his aunt. Yeah, apparently happy's gonna die in this one. Oh, Who's saying this? There's a lot of things in the, the trailers. If you see it, they <laughs> I've been seeing breakdowns of trailers and reading it and, and looking at watching the trailer multiple well, times. Which is gonna be worse? It's imply saying, that happy's gonna die. That's that's like who's gonna be worse if that uh. If uh, Happy forgets him or Happy dies. I think it'd be sadder if Happy dies. Because if he if he forgets him, he could still try to reconnect with him. But then it, it will just be rebuilding a whole new friendship. No, but then it's just, new experiences. No, I mean, it's going to be interesting because then that means he's not going to he's not going to have Tony Stark's resources anymore. Yeah. And then, yeah, that so means he probably won't have a suit anymore. Yep, so then he would just go back either he would go to finding a way going with the original red and blue suit then then all the tech that he's been using and people were, and that's another thing people were saying that if he doesn't rely cuz a lot of the first two movies it was heavily he was heavily using relying on Tony's t- uh, tech for a lot of his things that he was doing so if you take that away that's another that's another crutch that he's not using so he's literally gonna have to establish himself as knowing as being a veteran superhero but then understanding that with great responsibility this is gonna be sad though if you think about it because especially if i mean uh uh a pepper is not gonna be in the movie i'm guessing but yeah you know if you start to forget that like that was like fan woke up (laughs) Like you know the the like that was a huge driving force for uh, Tony Stark, yeah, to do what he did because of him. So it's it'll be like he, the only con- only person who knows that connection will just be him. Yeah, that's sad. So I want to see where it goes with that. Well, can't yeah. wait for it. <laughs> yeah, remember? Oh, you know what? And also, just to get into a little bit of more topics with that. Is uh we I don't know do you remember a discussion? So we had a discussion about a week ago in regards to who was the better actor uh between Denzel Washington okay and uh Will Smith. Okay. And I agree with and, and based on, on our conversation, I do still agree that I feel Will Smith is more versatile or he, he has more versatile roles provided given to him than Denzel. But man, I watched King King uh, King Richard today. Mm-hmm. That movie was fucking amazing. King Richard. King Richard. It was a. It was a. It would. The movie was. It's uh Richard Williams, which is the father of Venus Serena Williams, mm-hmm. and this movie is heavily oh, yeah, focused Will yeah, on okay. Will on his how he brought up his girls until mm-hmm. where they became at like beyond superstardom mm-hmm. and like some of the. There's some. I think Serena still can refer to as one of the greatest tennis players in the world. Mm-hmm. So it just shows like his how he got them out of Compton and like he had a plan in place. And and this is one of the very few movies when I watched it, I didn't see Will Smith. Really? Yeah. Because that's what that's what I was gonna say about the question that we presented. Because what I told you was, I mean, and yeah, the question that we saw, the guy answered it. He answered with Will Smith because of the versatility. But my question was more of how do you gauge somebody's ability to be a, like 
how do you gauge somebody somebody as a good actor, right? Yeah. You gauge them based on them playing the same role but but well. Mm-hmm. Um, them being able to disappear into a role and you don't see them as themselves anymore. Or versatility, them being able to play um, any type of role and succeed at that. Yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. That's a very interesting question to bring it up because I think a lot of times if you're a dramatic actor, even if you just do dramatic roles, you will always be acclaimed as the best actor versus somebody who can do dramatic roles as well as every other type of role and still do it to the same level of excellence. Yeah. But um, in the same token, I do like the last question, which is I do think people that can completely disappear into something kind of like um who's a good one you know i'll give you i mean i can't think of too many right now but the one thing i could think of right now and it wasn't like the most dramatic role but it was very interesting was um uh tom cruise in uh uh tropic thunder yeah yeah man i mean you joke about that, but no, I it, it took it, me like I didn't know until like after I watched the movie later on, like later on, I watched the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I think I watched it twice before I realized the actor that I kept on looking at talking was Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise. <laughs> so you have to give the man credit because in that scene, man, you can say it was the makeup or whatever it was, but the man disappeared. Yeah, he was because normally you see when you see Tom Cruise, he, well, recently, a lot of them have been, like, heavy action movies and not many dramas. I've seen them in a few, com- I guess, romance comedies like Jerry Maguire. Uh, what was another one? Risky Business was another, like, rom-com, a little bit a little bit drama in there. But lately, or in the past, I want to say 15 years for him, has been... Oh, action, action, a- action, action movies, Have which a- that is another interesting question. I feel like I've seen a pattern of it. I feel like actors after they turn a certain age, which at this point, I think it's almost 50, at least 40, like late 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. They if you already have established a great career, you have this and, you know, you establish maybe like you've done drama and you already you your name is recognized. So you got that name. Um, And for some reason, all these actors that start getting into their late 40s, early 50s, decided to start taking more physical roles, like action-style hero roles, or at mm-hmm. least fighting roles. Like, think about this. Not to say that he's never done action movies before, because he has, but he's obviously chosen a role that was more heavily action than before, which was Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying, again, he's had, he's had a career with action. So it's, it's not to say that he's new to action, but this... Like John Wick feels like more action than before, more physical action before, because obviously the Matrix was action, but that was more you know CGI and sci-fi. Yeah. Um. And but the the reason the, the reason the pattern started in my head was Liam Nielsen. Yeah, taken. I uh, taken. But that's what I'm saying. Think about it. Like he really started established starting to establish his career where he was like this physical badass like around. I'm not sure his age, but I think he was around like fifty. Yeah. It was like I think it was like forty eight or fifty two. Yeah, so and then you have Denzel year. Washington. Yeah, and then you have you know, um, right. The reason I all this kept coming up in my head was because of Halle Berry. Halle Berry, what was the last movie she did before the movie that just came out right now? She did John Wick. She was a badass with the gun. Yeah, yeah. 
And now she just came out the movie this weekend where she was an MMA Bruised. fighter. And she felt it was her first uh, tutorial debut. And from what I said, she did an amazing job. Yeah, and that's really what I'm good. saying. It's like, I'm wondering if like it's almost like an actor thing where it's like, you know something? I've already done all the things I wanted to accomplish as far as an actor. So now I wanna, I've always wanted to be like a physical whatever. So let me do it now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just I just seen that pattern. I wonder about it. No, that's good to question it. I do. I, I understand what you're saying. That that once they he like Liam Nielsen take that role as taken. A lo, uh, I think the next five six movies he's done, it's They're pretty much action. action movies. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And Denzel Washington started doing. Um, remember the one that he started doing? He was uh, where he was like a the a equalizer. Equalizer. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I was like wondering, all these really big name established actors are like start taking on these, like for, or or opposite also. Dude, does I right, go? No, Sorry. I would say the opposite would be um, um, the guy from uh, 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 Recruit. Uh, what's his name? Um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, I feel like, started taking more interesting roles. Like, he's always been, he was always pegged as an action star before, but now, old, a, he, now that he's older, he starts getting on these in, more interesting like roles. Like, more obscure type of movies. But then roles. he does, he does a, such a crazy cool job doing it. Like, yeah. for example, when he did Gentleman. You know, he was a little physical, but it was more just his personality in the movie was just so electric yeah. that it wasn't even Colin Farrell anymore. And then he's doing the possibly the Penguin, which I think he's going to kill it in it. So it's like he went from physical to now more interesting roles. I don't know. I just I like what following I, actors' I, careers when it comes to I that. I think they see. change up. I think they might just change up depending on what they led him to. Mm-hmm. Like anything that's always been action. Unless you're 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 and that's your thing and that's your niche. Like, there's a lot of them that, like Sylvester Stallone. I don't I don't ever think he's ever done a rom com or he's never done. I'm I I mostly all his movies are action movies in some sense. Maybe sense of comedy, sense of super action or drama action. But I never I've I can never I can't pinpoint just a. Just a um, comedy movie, like Arnold. We just spoke about. We just did a review on. We just did a movie. Mama from the train. No, is it the one? That was yeah. yeah. No, no. uh, Stop or my mama Mama shoot. That was action comedy. That was more action though. Wasn't there love interest in that though? Yeah, but it wasn't really heavily. It was more more about him being. No, but you say he didn't do comedy. That's why. No, I'm saying like just comedy role, like strictly like his his stature and his uh, his his physique and anything didn't play a part. Good, good thing. How I was just about to say Arnold with uh, Jingle All the Way. In that movie, we talked about it, like he didn't, he, even though he was a massive man, and all he's done is action movies. His yeah, didn't really. he, he didn't use his physical traits as as a counterpoint of his character. It's mostly his relationship with his kids and everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you want if you want to say the only one that would be more drama based would be Creed. Because he's a later, a uh, very aged Rocky. No, he's done drama. He did uh, uh like strictly drama, Copland or something like that. He gained like fifty pounds. He was not I about. He was, I I never I I've heard of Copland. I remember him gaining the weight. Never got to see the movie, so I don't know. If I never was, got to see the movie either, but I know I, it's I more of was, a, I thought it was a thriller, a, drama thriller versus. Oh, okay, uh, I thought it was like an action cop movie. Oh, I don't know. I just remember him gaining all this weight, so it had nothing to do with his physicality. Yeah, but. I understand, and I and I feel like maybe there's actors like how we said with Colin Farrell was that he he did the Recruiter, he did a lot of action movies, yeah, SWAT, SWAT mm-hmm. 
uh, I don't try to think of other ones, but then he also took like more serious roles. And I feel like he maybe he's at this point that he just likes to take either very in, like niche characters or very independent films that that be able for him to play around with that character and, and bring them to life. So it'll be interesting. But back to the Denzel mm-hmm. and Will Smith conversation, I yep. do think that he Will Smith should get nominated or win an Oscar for King Richard this year. Really? Yeah. Like if 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 you have a chance to go watch the movies on HBO Max and and the people were giving backlash because they were like, this movie should have been about Venus to Serena's like their their road to like stardom or anything. But the thing is that they they actually produced the movie. They were executive producers, so they did this as a homage to their dad for for being an amazing father and believing and having this plan in place that they're gonna be the superstars in, in that field of tennis, in that industry and everything else. Like he used to talk about there's a small movie. It doesn't mess up the movie, but there's a small part. He bought a camcorder and he goes, I would just do that just to do ask them questions. So it'd be like media day. So how they respond to the media, if they put them pressure on them. So it was funny. He was like, he had this plan in place and he just followed it by the book. He's like, I have this and I know why I'm doing this because of this. So it was a great movie. You to watch I mean, it. the whole point of movies is because you want to tell interesting stories by interesting people. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Obviously, these, these girls had an, these women had an amazing uh, career. But if they feel that that their father's story was that based on their life, their their father's story of it was more interesting, then go for it. Because maybe there, maybe it is. Maybe if you try to make their life story, it's not as interesting as the father that like the father's role in the whole situation. Yeah, so it's a good perspective of, of seeing where the father's journey and how what he did to get them into that place. So. But talking about Will Smith, they mm-hmm. really, I don't know if you saw this, but they dropped the trailer to Bel Air. That is going to be a Peacock, I think it is. Another trailer? I thought they already they, dropped the trailer. They 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 dropped a teaser last time of just the name, but this one is like, I guess it one is, I don't want to see, I guess it's a teaser part two. Mm-hmm. So it just shows him like uh, the character that would play Will, like in, in Jumps in Water. So he's like in a pool and he he's like swimming around and he sees, uh, the like the chair, like the like a more royal chair, and he just sits down. And you see the crown come down, and it's called Bel Air. So I wonder. The funny thing is, is I, I was wondering if it was gonna be because I mean they could the, the way that the original trailer, like the guy, the original trailer that, that influenced this one. Yeah. Um, I thought it was gonna be more of like a like a, a soap opera versus a sitcom the way it was. Yeah. As so far the, as the shooting style. Yeah, I think that it's going to be a dramatic take. Almost like, you know, people not accepting him because he doesn't come for money or something like that. Oh, yeah. That'd be, I would say that'd be, that'd be interesting. Like, you know, his cousins or whatever, having to show him how to deal with people or, or how the difference between um, people with mo- like people that grew up with money versus the people that don't. Yeah. Like, the difference is that he keeps on seeing whatever in society and the way they are and the way... They treat it stuff like that, you know. Just, it just kind of a good, uh, an honest perspective. That would be such a great way to, to do that. Like how they, uh, you know, not to say it in a bad light, but let's say how, let's say if he goes to school with these rich kids, and and not to say that they're bad because of it, but they don't see life the same or the same the problems the same way as him growing up from Philly. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I I want to I would want to see it. Somebody I think I forgot who I think somebody was saw, talking a review about it, mm-hmm. and they put a sh- great perspective of what would have been a great show, mm-hmm. calling it from Bel Air or something. Would it would have been, it would have been um. It would be like a legacy, like show, uh, show continuation. It would be so. It would be Will Smith's kids, and he's like super. He's like famous, or he has all this money. He lives in Bel Air, and he knows that his kid. He's noticing that his kids very becoming very snotty, entitled. So he sends them to jazz in Philly, and then to so he could so he could become more grounded. So then they take that un, uh, opposite perspective of somebody that's been entitled all their life to to put into a situation that's a culture shock and that they're not given those privileges they think or entitled those those uh things they're expecting for themselves to get. Actually if you really want to shock people, what you would do is you would do it like you're right. Let's say Will becomes a famous talk show host or something. He's really famous and he's he's rich and they live in Bel Air. And what he does is and let's say what happens was um Carlton let's say Carlton becomes like some kind of a professor, but he goes to Philly to become the professor. And he kind of yeah. just kind of, dis- even though he was all about money growing up, he kind of disowned it. So now he kind of lives in a very simple life, living in Philly, whatever, even though, you know, he comes for money. Yeah. So them having to live, like seeing that switch for to Carlton's character. Oh yeah. And, and all that stuff. But I, I can see the show that you're pitching, but that would be, that would be cool as a sitcom, like a very funny sitcom. Yeah. Like a, like a like a switch up sitcom, yeah. But like yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. So, well, after that, yeah. let's talk about Randall Park. Randall uh, Park, yes. So he's doing a ten episode Netflix series or show based off the last blockbuster ever. So and what's great about it, and I think you're gonna like it, is that uh, they're bringing on the showrunners, and I think two of the writers from Brooklyn Nine Nine and Superstore. Okay. So it's gonna be like it, it, they're saying they're pitching it as gonna be like a single camera mm-hmm. shot. So it's almost like them following his day to day events of as being the last blockbuster in in the world or in wow. the U.S. So, you know, I would love. I wish I can like. Um, I wish I could make a business um, and a business that would create the same reasoning and atmosphere as Blockbuster, right? For the same reasons, if anything, right? So it wouldn't necessarily be a rental, but it would have to be a reason that people would want to go on a Friday night to go there uh, for the purposes of movies or entertainment, right? Yeah. But not necessarily, obviously, renting movies because that's... uh, in itself, obviously, that, that practice is already gone. But something new, something interesting, a way to be able to, that, that would give people to do the same kind of, the same feeling, to go there um, as a way to entertain themselves. Or like... The best way I could think about it, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're going with that approach, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be, let's say, like a movie night. So like the theater, almost it's almost like a mix of like, blockbuster and like not speak easy but like i would say like you have your entrance and it looks like hollywood videos and like blockbuster you come in there's actual movies and you have your small group like you can't do more than a group of like 10 let's say and you set them up in a room and that like you'd be like you pick a movie 
and you'd be like, oh, you're in room five. And that room is set up like a whole theme of whatever genre they're doing. Well, I was thinking more of this. It's like different living rooms. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Every living room is like, a, like if it's a, if it's like, oh, they picked horror. So you're going to set up the living room like it's very the atmosphere in that living room is that movie there they're watching. Oh, OK. So um, I see what you're saying. So basically you walk in and it's like a mo- normal it movie. Looks like, it kind of looks like Blockbuster, but there's not really anything you can grab and rent. What it is, though, no, you could in, grab between, in between the you could grab the movie. Like nah, the, I mean, either way, if you grab it or not, what I, what I would prefer, though, is um, what I would say is like every section has a certain amount of rooms. You're right. Let's say there's a horror section, there's an action section, whatever. But each room, not just theme, but each room is designed to enhance that type of movie, movie genre. Right. So like you said, like, let's say you pick a scary movie and the five rooms that designed for the for the for that kind of movie, it looks like a living room. But then what happens is the TV's there and there's a bunch of fake windows. And then every so often you would either have like a screech or a sound, screech sound, vibration, like a thump, whatever. Yeah. To kind of enhance the, the scare. So it would be kind of like a immersive movie, uh, movie going experience that you get to go with your friends or family. Yeah. So it's only just, only with your small group of people. That's it. You, yeah. No more. Than, so then what's great about that is one. You rent the room and you rent it for two hours. Yeah. Two is that you're not you're not nobody else is there that you don't know. Like it'll be stupid to do that when it's other people that you don't yeah, know in the movie because they could ruin that experience or. No, you rent a pri- you rent a room like period. a private private reeling. Yeah, so that's the best. Yeah, look at it. We just had we just started a business. But the whole point of it is more of a immersive watching. Yeah, so like you said, like you know, if you put a horror movie in there, it uh, enhances it. Like you can do action and like there's things that somehow. Oh my god, well, we had like a for like just romance comedies or just comedy a romance. So it'd be like great for dates because then you could just set it up like the like the little lights, twinkly lights, and yeah, like, like give that like, ambiance, like, like candles and like fake candles and stuff like that. Like yeah, and action just be like really bright and oh, that'd be great. That'd be dope. Documentary could look like historical, like, or if or if you do like just artsy. So at the end of the movie, you hear have like a you know how they have like a laugh track, but it's like a snap clock. So it'd be like. <laughs> right at the end of the movie. No, this is like, so that way. Snap the fingers. So that way you can kind of relive. You, you're basically a blockbuster 5.0 type thing. It's like yeah. you know, you still make a place where people go for the purposes of entertainment, but for family purposes, not for you know huge like um, like movie going experience. No, this is mm. just intimate intimate settings. Intimate settings. Yeah. We need a warehouse for that, but that's fine. I I'm down. Let's do it. It'd be funny if you a warehouse, but then the entrance is super small, like a little block. Yeah, that's what it is. And then, like, like I said, what it was cool is like every section, you pull the right the right DVD, the the thing opens up, and it's like a, it's almost like a. Wait, like, now you getting way too way too deep. Yeah, <laughs> pull no, the right DVD. <laughs> if you pull the wrong DVD, uh, a latch from the no 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 not floor. the wrong DVD. <laughs> <but they're> like, <laughs> the floor latch opens and you just fall to your death. But no, it'd be funny because basically what happens is each section even though it looks like a really small blockbuster yeah it's like those little spaces between the section that would when you walk through that door it's like a hallway it's just a long hallway but every let's say there's like 20 you know when a warehouse like that there's like 20 little individual little theaters for each yeah. section that's crazy that'd be cool that'd be awesome sold who wants to give <laughs> money i wanted to put it together. who wants to invest let's do this <laughs> yes okay um 
That was the last black boss, last blockbuster. Yeah, it's the it's called. I think it's gonna call the last blockbuster. Last blockbuster. But yeah, so it's mostly gonna cover the story of that. But like that, that's all pretty much the news this week, man. Okay, I'm ready for. I'm ready for that. I'm good for that. I can't wait for next week, especially after. I feel like we're not gonna like nobody wants to compete with Homecoming, so they're they're delaying it. Yeah, we're not gonna get any news until next week. <laughs> so after it comes out. Yeah, so like that, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at From My Mom's Garage, or send us an email at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week.